0: this is townsend thank you so much for tuning in as a lot of you know these conversations began as joined live streams that turned into podcasts to help reach more people and spread more hope thank you so much for your patience with the quality of sound as we figure out the best way to bring you these important chats just in hopes of spreading more love and positivity i hope you enjoy What's up everybody? So it is Townsend. I'm super excited about this live stream. Tonight we're going to be talking about living with OCD and anxiety. This is a topic that we've actually never discussed before. uh, Something that I've enjoyed researching, learning a little bit about. So I'm going to hop on with my buddy Keith. I am so excited you agreed to come on. So it kind of worked out really well. I did a project with Bear Spear Films, which is who you work with. uh, And I was there and Keith came up. And just kind of said, you know what, I would love to be on your live stream sometime. And I didn't really know you that well. Uh, We just kind of goofed around back and forth a little bit. And you really opened up and let me know, you know, I'd love to talk about um, OCD. And I thought, wow, like how vulnerable and bold. And since chatting with you, I'm just so proud that it's something that you want to chat about and you want to share. So thank you for hopping on here with me.
1: Oh, yeah. Hey, I just, I'm a huge supporter in mental health, and um, I love what you're doing. Uh, I i see that you are outreaching lives and helping people, and man, I, that's something I can fight for, and I get behind 100%, so when I looked at it, if anything I can say can maybe help somebody, then I'd be crazy not to, so absolutely thrilled to be on, and thank you for the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. It's been I'll have to tell you about it later. I don't want to take up your time, but it has been amazing. The messages I've gotten after live streams, literally since I started, it's been about not even a full year that I've been doing these. And there've been three people that were on the verge of suicide reached out to me for a reference or referral um, for the therapist that I have discussed and got help. Um, So that's really cool to be part of that.
1: Heck yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely.
0: Not to mention all the people that have reached out, just thanking me for bringing awareness, letting them know that they're not the only one that struggled with it. Um, I've gotten a lot about OCD. That's something that people just don't talk about a lot. So a lot of people were excited to actually touch on it and hear about it and to know that, man, thank goodness, you know, I kind of thought I was by myself on that.
1: Yeah, you're not alone. That's the big big thing is you are not alone. Absolutely. Got it.
0: All right, so let's introduce yourself. I already told people your name is Keith, but what's your age? Do you have a family? Sure. Are you out partying every night? Single lifestyle.
1: Oh, I'm hit I'm I'm a partier, big time partier. No, I'm just kidding. Um so my name your is Keith McKay. Life. I am yeah, she's, she's actually I don't even think she's watching. She is with our our son who our oldest son who is at football practice right now. So um we're kind of splitting the duty tonight. But So my name is Keith McKay. I'm 36 and I have, I'm married to just the most amazing, awesome person alive. Um, And that's Allison McKay or Allie as most people know her. And we have three kids and they're Henry, Maggie, and Jack. And um, yeah, so I work with Bear Spear Films um, and uh, my brother owns that company and I, I work with him doing that and love it and it's been awesome. So yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Um, love Arkansas. I lived here for, I lived, I split time between here and Washington State. That's where my wife's family's from. So um, I've kind of, I've been all over, I've lived all over from coast to coast and, and in the South, but I love it here in Arkansas. So yeah, that's me.
0: good. Uh, so I have seen Keith, like I said, we kind of did a project together. You guys had me in a short film, a couple other <laughs> things I hired you guys for, and I want to awesome. say- yeah, I want to say, uh, kind of, lay it out for people. So I've seen you interact with your kids and your family, and you are a fantastic dad, a fantastic husband. Um, you had one of your kids kind of tag along for one of the projects, and I was super impressed with your patience because, I mean, you're working, we're having, we're having to be uh, quiet, we're having to do all of these things, and you made him feel like he was there and he was an employee, so he felt. Oh, like- Uh, You know, he felt like he was working and doing something good. So it was really cool to sit back and watch you do that, which will be pertinent to this live stream, because I do want to talk about how all of this affects you as a family member. Right. Um, Let's hop in. So OCD, the, the definition, I looked it up, and it's actually a disorder characterized by overwhelming obsessive thoughts and compulsives or compulsions. And there are actually several different types. So it breaks down into there's checking. So those are the people that keep checking the lights 500 times over and over and over. Yep. There's contamination. So you wash your hands for an hour straight and you just don't think you can be clean enough. There's symmetry and order. So everything has to be perfectly symmetrical. It can't be off just a little bit. There's rumination and intrusive thoughts, which that just means... um continuous like you can't stop these thoughts that are going on your in your head and then the last one I was really surprised by is hoarding I didn't know that was a OCD
1: yeah I in all honesty I didn't know I, I did a little brushing up because you know I know what I experienced but I wanted to be a little bit more versed and so yeah I had no idea about the hoarding I don't have that one but uh but yeah that's interesting for sure
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I always related hoarding more so to like depression or some kind of trauma. I didn't relate it to OCD. So super interesting. Um, So, so how old were you? We're we're just going to hop into it. Okay.
1: Yeah, How old
0: were you? Do you feel like you started having these tendencies?
1: So I, you know, what's funny is um, I didn't know, I guess I'll skip ahead and then go back, but I didn't know what OCD was. I, you know, you hear everybody talk about um, oh, my OCD kicked in or my OCD this or OCD that. So I knew the term, but I had no idea what it was. And um, and I didn't find out what OCD was or that I had it until I was like 33, 34, like just here last three years probably. Um, but I, looking back, I had all the symptoms as a kid. And it's crazy because the one that sticks out, washing my hands, yeah, I'd wash my hands 12 times and and then be like, oh, I got to go wash my hands again. You know, I touched something. I got to wash my hands again. And I just thought that was normal. I thought that maybe I was just a little bit, a little different, but that's normal. Um, but the thing that I'll never forget, and, and it really was like uh, just a straight compulsion. I just could not not do it was um, anytime I'd set down a cup, I'd have to set the cup down just flat. And if, if I didn't set it down exactly right, exactly flat, I'd have to pick it up and set it down again. And so I would pick up a cup and set it down. I don't mean to laugh, but it's, looking back now, I'm like, man, that's crazy. But I would do it over and over and over. And so as a kid, yeah, I was probably seven or eight when I really, I can look back and really remember, okay, yeah, that was straight OCD tendencies or um, symptoms.
0: Sure. So do you feel like out of those topics that we mentioned under the ocd umbrella do you feel like contamination's kind of where you or do you touch on all of them
1: so i don't touch on all of them but i definitely touch on several and it's weird because i kind of went through i've gone through phases in in life and so i think it just kind of it kind of phases with you and 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 that can be terrifying but um at the same time you know um now where i'm at i know what it is and so you know what you're fighting now and that's just a complete game changer But I've touched on all of not the hoarding, the hoarding was probably the only one that I just never experienced. I'm like the exact opposite, I would throw just about anything away and not have any attachment to it. So that's probably the one that I don't have. Um, But um, everything from the contamination to the symmetry one and um, intrusive thoughts that that one is the worst. And and I've definitely experienced that one that is that is a, a beast to try to try to fight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like um, anxiety is something that I have struggled with in the past and continue, it kind of comes up every now and then as well. And that has intrusive thoughts too. And that's something it's so annoying because I feel like we're both laid back people. We're both happy go lucky most of the time. And then you've got these thoughts that nobody knows and you have a level head and you think, it'll be fine it'll be fine it's all good and you try to talk yourself out of it but it's like your mind is it's just weird
1: yeah so i went to the and i guess i'll jump into like how i figured out i had it if that's okay with you sure go ahead so man i was in a real rough place there for a few years and i just i didn't want to talk to anybody about it um and i just was like kind of grew up in a time where, you know, everybody just keeps everything to themselves. And and in my family, that's kind of a thing. And I mean, a ridiculously great family. I love my parents are fantastic parents, brothers and sister are awesome. So I grew up in a really cool family, like a great, great family. But we didn't really talk about a whole lot, you know, just talk about your feelings and emotions. And so that's just not what we did. And, and so I kind of carried with that with me as I got older. And, and, I started getting, you know, the, the compulsions to the, the symmetry stuff. I just kind of just, I would deal with that. And that was okay. Um, And um, the, but when the intrusive thoughts kicked in, that's when I I was like, man, what is wrong with me? Why can I not stop thinking about horrible things? You know, like I get a horrible thought in my head and, and then you know, you battle with yourself. And so you start battling with your mind. And that's like, that is unbelievably draining and physically exhausting and just, hard and so I don't remember where I was or what but I started like finally got online and I was like what is what am my what am I doing like what is wrong with me um I know I'm not a like a uh I know I'm not crazy and I have a pretty like I said I'm pretty laid back and calm and I have been a cop for years I've been in crazy situations where I mean stress through the roof and never um I'm sure I could handle things better, but I never cracked. I never like flipped out. I never uh, froze up or anything like that. I always did my job. And so I never thought anxiety was a thing like I had. I just, anxiety was not something that was in my brain at all. And so I started looking up like, Hey, my symptoms and stuff. And I came across OCD and, and I read about it. And it was like, holy crap, this is like exactly what I'm going through. Like, this is, this is awesome. And it's also terrifying. It's terrifying because this is a, it's a, it's a rough, rough disease. It really is hard, but it's awesome because now I know that I'm not just some psycho or some kind of, I'm not in it by myself. I know that there's um, other people going through it. I know what I'm fighting. And so I went to my doctor and I talked to him. I was like, hey, listen, I've I've got some issues here. They are. Um, What do you think I could do? What, What do you think I should do? And he said, like, well, here, let's fill out this, this test. And he gave me this little test and, um, I filled it out to the best of my ability. And when he came back, he was like, man, Keith, you know, yeah, you really might have some OCD, but, um, I think he, the the broader term is you, you got some pretty big anxiety. I was like, no, no, I'm pretty, I'm not really now. I don't have anxiety. And he talked to me about what anxiety was. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I've got, <laughs> I've got that through the roof. And so, um, so he was like, Hey, you can, there's a lot of different things you can do. And, um, and, um, pers- I've, I'm on medication for it. And that has been a complete game changer. So, yeah, yeah.
0: I love it. Uh, how brave to go seek help.
1: Well, it was hard. Yeah. I'm, yeah. you know, try to be a, a macho guy, you know, and try to like, you don't want anybody, you don't want to talk to anybody. You want anybody to know what you're going through. And, um, especially being a cop, because that for me at the time, I was like, man, I don't want them to think I'm crazy and, and tell me I can't be a cop anymore. You know, like that's, that would, that would ruin my career. And, 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 you know, I don't want to do that to my family, but there came a point where it's just like, you know, something's got to change. You gotta, you can either give up and just go, go crazy and feel bad and, and not get better, or you can fight it. And I was like, man, it's time to fight. Let's do it. So...
0: Yeah. Yeah, How brave. I love it. Um, I love. So I feel like I've said this several times on live streams, but I feel like our generation is really making a change and shining a light on mental health. And I love it so much because it used to be not that long ago. I feel like really uh, around your age, especially my parents, your parents age, it was considered stronger to hold it all in. So it it was a strength to act like nothing bothered you and to put it all on the back burner and just to carry this burden. And now they're finding out how terrible that is. And they're actually finding out that trauma related to your parent can be genetic. And so things like you, you hold in all these burdens, they're finding all these research and proving that it can be carried through generations. And so for you stepping up and seeking help is such a huge thing. I feel like that's so much braver than just putting it on the back burner
1: well and and yeah and it's really not uh, that's really cool and nice of you to say but I kind of I kind of kicked myself because it it wasn't something I was like I'm gonna do the right thing and I'm gonna like stand up for people it wasn't like that I was just so tired of like fighting and I was just it is insane when you fight your brain how draining that is on you. Like I would go home and I would sleep and sleep and sleep. And then I would wake up and be exhausted and then start fighting all over again. And then all day long, that's what I would be doing. And and I just could not wait to go back to bed because maybe there was some respite in that. Maybe I wouldn't have a dream that would, you know, be intrusive. Maybe I could just sleep for a little bit. And so it was really, really hard. But the thing that really, and I told you I was like 33 or 34, I can't remember exactly when, last couple of years, but the thing that really was like it i had no option i had no choice at this point was i started to see very very small tendencies in in my kids and and that was like okay i can i can try to deal with it myself and and fight myself but when the first little and it may be nothing but the first little thing i saw in um in one of my kids i was like nope okay this is real now cuz if if they uh, you know, I know it's, it can be, um, hereditary if they get, um, OCD, if they have it, I want to be freaking right there with them the entire time, because I know how hard it is to grow up with it. And, and it, and it wasn't that bad and I always felt love, but not having, knowing what you're fighting is the worst part, I think. And so, um, and so when I found one of my kids was, you know, kind of dealing with some similar things I did at that age, I was like, no game over. I'm learning everything I can and I'm going to be as open and transparent as I can because um they're going to have a different they're going to have a different fight than I have and I want their fight to be a lot easier if if it can be so
0: sure. I love that so much that that is fantastic yeah I think um kind of to relate to you I think the hardest thing I did so I don't know if you've kept up with my story. In 2016, basically had the rug slip out from underneath me and it led to a lot of anxiety. Same thing, kind of intrusive thoughts, just like struggling with yourself and people don't understand that and you can't explain it. It's weird because again, I feel like I'm laid back. I feel like I'm happy-go-lucky, but in that moment, I was the one that couldn't convince myself things were okay. And so yeah. you do feel, I mean, for lack of better term, you feel crazy. And you're just like, I have literally lost my mind. I've I've <laughs> gone nuts. And so I, it would get better. And I think, oh, it's good. And then it come back and I think, oh my gosh, this is it. This I'm dying. And then it'd go away. And so for a long time, I'd let that happen. And finally, I would have... The number of a therapist on my phone, and then they get better. And I'm be like, nah, I probably looked that number up 10 times. And when I finally hit call and scheduled to go in, it's the best decision I ever made. And so yep. it's kind of learning about it. It was like, you just have to accept, like, okay, we know what it is. And now let's get going, let's get fixing it. And so yeah. it was terrifying. Like I said, it might have been the scariest thing I've ever done. But it ended up being the best because now you know what to do. You know how to address it.
1: And what's crazy is the first time. So like when you first um, it's probably it's probably very similar to somebody who's got um, addiction issues is the first time you acknowledge, okay, there's something wrong. I've got some kind of problem. And and you're able to understand, Okay, there is a problem. Number one. Number two when you find out the problem and you can admit, yep, that's my problem. It gets easier and easier to talk about and to be more transparent. At first it is, I was, I was dead set that I was going to live and then die and and nobody would know that I had that. I would just, I would have a great life and I was having it. Like I still have, I have a great life, but nobody would know that side of me. Nobody would know that that was going on in my head and I would die one day and that would be great. And I would go be with God in heaven and I would be happy um but you know the the more you start to fight and the more the harder it gets the harder the fight goes you know you change and and to keep you from changing and going down a wrong path you got to admit it and you got to seek help and so yeah it gets so much easier after you just first are like okay i need help and then once you do that it's it gets so much better so much easier
0: Yeah, I couldn't have worded it better. It was literally, like you said, literally like opening up about it, talking about it was the best part. And I think it was just, and it might have been pride. I feel like maybe part of it was pride and the way we were raised, like just kind of put it on the back burner and verbalizing. And I think making that phone call saying that I recognize something is wrong. To me, it was like, no, nothing can be wrong. I can fix it. I can fix it. I I got this. And my brain's like, no, you don't. No, you don't.
1: (laughs) Oh no. And then you just spend 45 minutes or an hour or two hours debating if you're okay or if you are okay or not. Okay. Or, you know, did I do this? Did I not do this? And it just is a cycle that just can be crazy exhausting, but yeah. So, and, and, you know, like I said before, I've got, I've been, I was blessed, you know, so I have a great family and, and, um, uh, you know, my kids, they're, they're the, they're the real motivating factor in everything. Right. So like I i was content to just fight it out and see what happens. But, um, having, having my kids it has been such a, um, a blessing to me. And I, it's kind of weird to say, you know, obviously nobody ever prays for their kid to have any kind of issue with them, but seeing, seeing those signs, the very early signs in my children, I was like, that was it. That's what it took. And, and hopefully it all goes away and they're completely fine. But I know it really opened, it opened me up to being able to, Hey, let's, let's talk about it. Let's figure this out. So, yeah,
0: yeah I love it. Absolutely. Um, so going back to being supported and all of those things. So you said you and Allie been together 15 years, been married 15 years. So who not yeah. been together like 75, I think. Um, yeah. i right. there. Yeah. Right around by me. Uh, she aged much better than you. Can I say that?
1: Yeah, I'm married <laughs> up. People laugh at me or ask me how I did it. And I don't think her eyesight is too good. And I, yeah. and I give her a lot of backhanded compliments, kind of keep her, keep her. Grand. I don't want to get keep her,
0: no. keep her ego. Um, yeah. So the first time, the first time I met her, so I'd worked with you and Lucas and Brett all the time. Brett and yeah. I way back. He does so much for me. Thank you yeah. Brett. for watching. And so I got to know Lucas, got to know you and y'all talk about your wives all the time. Fantastic husbands, great dads. I, I have not seen better, honestly. And then Allie came to pick you up or pick up your kid or something. And I literally looked at Lucas and was like, no, no. What? Yeah,
1: yeah. But thanks.
0: I'm kind, I'm kind of kidding. I'm kind of kidding. No, uh, she, she was gorgeous. Y'all are fantastic together. Um, I, I'm totally picking on you. Um, Okay, let's get serious again. So you two have been t- together a long time. Were, was there a moment where she noticed any signs or symptoms and was like, Keith? like did she address anything was there anything that kind of got in your relationship affected it somehow negatively
1: so yeah so okay anytime intrusive thoughts get brought up I, I a big thing and I don't know if this is with everybody with OCD and and I want to make sure and, and I know you know this I am by far I am nowhere near being a doctor or qualified to tell people you know hey this is this is the OCD and and that is not I'm just telling you my experience right so my experience could be wildly different than anybody else's I got a feeling it's probably similar to a lot of people um and uh and so in our relationship guilt and and the the needing to be reassured or validated that is a friggin' huge thing with OCD for me and so Anytime I felt like, oh, man, did I think something wrong or did I say something wrong or did I do something wrong? It was like I was compelled to how hey, I'm telling Allie, Allie, did I do this wrong or did I say something wrong? Or, hey, I might have thought this wrong or said this wrong. Or... And so that was really beating her up. And, and I felt so bad about it. And I could tell it really hurt her feelings, you know, because most people, if you have a, a bad thought or if you think you did something, whatever, you just go, oh, that's dumb. And you move on right and but with ocd you don't do that you can't you can't move on it's not like oh hey that that lady's pretty okay and then you move about your day it's oh that lady's pretty oh is that wrong to think that did i is that bad did i do something wrong or, you know and so then i would fight it no you didn't do anything wrong. You people are pretty that's fine but you fight it you fight it you fight it fight it and finally i'd be like hey al i gotta tell you this lady was pretty and she's like yeah so she really is pretty and I'd be like, okay, now I feel better, you know? And so the guilt and the just the constant need to, like, confess or to be validated that I didn't do something wrong, I know was really, really hard on her. But she was, then this maybe is partly why I love her so much, is one of the many reasons is she stood with me. She was right there with me the whole time, and she never gave up on me. And that, so that was a big deal. Um, and so I don't know that she noticed, like, symptoms and was like hey Keith you've got something wrong with you it was more just me punching her really like with just my insecurities or or my issues and her taking them and being okay with that and standing there with me and so um when I told her what it was she read up on it and I think that really like she had kind of I think the same thing I did was like okay okay this makes way more sense now finally we know what's going on and so I don't think she she specifically called okay that's that's ocd but once we found it out together it was a, uh, yeah we both kind of had the
0: okay yeah thing. yeah wow that is awesome um props to her for being there for you and yeah. to you um Allie i am gonna assume he'll never cheat on you um because the guilt would eat him alive it would eat him yeah. alive. i looked at someone oh god
1: i tell yeah i tell Allie all the time she would know if i if I even, if I spend money, if yeah, it's funny. My guilt is just through the roof. My conscience is huge. So, yeah, she knows if I do something wrong. immediately
0: yeah. you're like, oh God, I spend a dollar extra. I'm so sorry,
1: Allie, I bought baseball cards. I'm sorry. You know <laughs> I, That's that's actually a real thing. I buy like I'm buying packs of baseball cards. It's fun. But anyway, that's that it. That is so
0: funny. <laughs> I love it. We laugh. We laugh to keep from crying. I will say also. I say this ninety nine percent of my live streams. So my live streams, everybody's completely different and these are not to be right. We know we're not right. But in the words of Brene Brown, we're here Brene Brown, we're here to get it right. So we're working together to help spread words, spread awareness. Everybody's symptoms and signs and their journey is completely different. My goal is just to help share some people's and hopefully bring some hope and community together in the meantime. Uh so yeah, absolutely. Um Keith's symptoms, my symptoms, anything like that, your journey's gonna be completely different. But just letting you know, you know, that um you can make it through, it is okay. Bean brown, yeah. Um I think I did say bean brown alley, something like that. But yes, benate Brennan Golly. <laughs> Brene Brown, if you don't read her stuff, she's, she's got amazing advice. Um, Keith, did you ever go to therapy yourself or did you and Allie ever go to couples therapy regarding those things?
1: So that's one area where I've, and just to put it bluntly, I've failed in, in that regards. I know that therapy will help. I a hundred percent know that, but that's like the one thing that I've kind of been too prideful to do. And I I know that I need to do it. I know it would make my fight even easier and it would give me more tools to fight, but I just haven't pulled the trigger on that. Um, You know, for me just admitting that I had OCD or anxiety was a big deal. And then going to a doctor, which I hate going to the doctors. I, that is not something that I like to do. I, I would rather just have a broken arm and let it heal itself if it does. And, but anyway, going to the doctor and then taking medication was like, insane. And so I'm getting there, baby steps, baby steps, but I haven't done um, counseling yet. Um, I'm not completely closed off to it. um, And I know there's a lot of merit to it, but I just haven't done it yet. I'm focusing. I wanted to see, you know, I don't know. I I probably will one day, but for now I'm not, I'm not doing any, any kind of counseling.
0: Sure. And that's okay. I think everybody's journey is a little bit different for me i went to the doctor first because i didn't know where to go i was just like something is wrong um and i got to figure this out because it is quite literally driving me bonkers um and like i said no one else would know it it was an inside struggle and i'm too prideful plus very very sensitive i didn't want to be a burden to anyone and so one admitting it to being a burden to anyone was super tough for me so i went to the doctor first Um, And we went round and round and round. They couldn't really figure it out. I was too shy to discuss like what I was feeling. So they had very little information to go off of. So for me, therapy was the huge turnaround because I was able to discuss a little bit better with that person. I felt way more relaxed because they knew exactly what to ask and where to start. And so I totally get going to the doctor. That was my first call. Uh, But for me, I felt like therapy just was amazing. Um, literally the first thing she said to me was pretty much like, you're not crazy. And I was like, okay, cool. I feel way better. Honest to goodness, just to have yeah. a professional with all these degrees be like, you're okay. Yep. And that's it. I mean, literally that relieved so much anxiety for me. Cause I thought I was losing my mind.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: What are, so with like your daily routines, Mm -hmm. Um, how does OCD and anxiety, how does it show up now that you're a dad? Like what are some things that happen?
1: Yeah. So now that I'm a dad, um, it's, it's still there. Right. So that's one thing that I think if, if you have OCD or anxiety, um, you know, it can come and go in waves and it may not show itself for a while, but it doesn't, it doesn't just get here. There's no. Pill or cure for it. It doesn't just go away, um, and so that's something that um, I would say for most people. You've got to understand that no matter how good things are for you or how good your life gets, you're still going to be battling. It's, it and but then again, everybody's battling something, right? So everybody has battles and everybody has fights. And so for me, as a dad, um, though my kids are like some of my greatest joys of my entire life, they are just so fun and so awesome. You still battle, and so. Um, as far as daily routines, it's everything's different. Um, every day is different, I should say. So one day I may, it just may be a completely great day. I may not have one weird OCD moment or anything like that. And then the next day I could just be battling nonstop all day, all day, all day, all day. So it really is like a day to day kind of thing. Some days are better than others and, and some days, um, just suck. But but there's always tomorrow. There's always another day. And so you look for the good when you see it and when you can find it. And a big thing I always like to say is um, you find what you're looking for. Um, So if you get caught up in that mind fight and, and okay, you know, I'm, I'm anxious today or I've got OCD today and you, you, um, you fall into that spiral, you're going to look at nothing but the bad. But if you can, just find one good thing, one good thing, and just think about that good thing, then you'll start thinking about good things, and eventually it, you know, the day will end, and the next day will begin, and it'll be a better day, so, yeah, but it's hard to, yeah, like, I don't have any set thing, like, set routine, and nothing, nothing like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure if something kind of set you off, or if it showed up differently, you know, you talked about how, when you were younger, setting the cup down a million times till it's perfect, I didn't know if it kind of shifted with kids, like, you know, Oh yeah, your kids are older this but you know like getting the diaper perfectly right and just trying over a thousand times or something I
1: don't know I think I did I think I did like okay it's got to be even it's got to be even it's got to be even you're yeah uh, you, you say that I hadn't thought of that in probably I guess 10 years since Henry was little or something like that but yeah little things like that but um most of the most of the the real fighting the real like issues um they don't change, you know, it's the intrusive thoughts. It doesn't matter if you have kids or no kids or you're single or you're married or, or, um, you're Christian or you're not a Christian. Um, those fights are pretty consistent. They, they, for me anyway, they stay and they, that doesn't change. So having kids, you may have a, like for me, may have some, some additional issues or something like that. There may be a day or something where, you know, um, you know, I'm just, I'm off kilter or whatever, but the kids, they, they didn't play that as big a factor as, as, I would have thought or I guess some people may think but
0: yeah Yeah. you kind of answered this but just to address it do you feel like having three kids and being a husband do you feel like the added I don't want to say weight but that's a lot of responsibility uh as small kids you're carrying their loads do you feel like that adds to your anxiety or do you feel like it's kind of a separate thing
1: oof um it kind of, in all honesty, it kind of flip-flops. There's some days, yeah, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I got the weight of the world on me, and I've got kids that are depending on me. What am I doing? Like, this is insane. Um, But then there's days where you're like, man, you know, like, love these kids. I love this. I love my wife. I love, this is like, I am so blessed beyond measure. So it kind of comes and goes in different ways. And I think that's probably the same for everybody. Um, It's just the, the only difference is, I think, with OCD, the 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 bad times can get significantly um, worse if you because you just can't push that thought out of your brain like and so yeah there's times where I'm like oh man it would have been so much better if I'd have known I had this kind of issue if I'd have known I was I had OCD man I would be living in the woods somewhere where I wouldn't bother anybody and I would be by myself and all that but you know that's just that's crazy. You can't live like that because everybody would be off in the woods because everybody's got issues. You know, like there'd be nobody. So yeah,
0: we'd all be living up in the trees. Every, yeah. Everybody off in their own little
1: corner, and we'd all be weird little. Would,
0: <laughs> we'd all be weird. Oh wait, we are. We are all, yes, gosh, yes, we are all, we all have our issues. That's so Mm -hmm. important. And the older I get, the more I realize that, gosh, the people that reach out about these live streams, I can't express it enough how cool it's been to see even my, like I have a small platform. Uh, I want to use it for good. I, I started out teeny tiny. It's grown significantly, but still very small. And the feedback, the feedback I get is unreal. So it's amazing. Um, so it's really cool one to just relate with more people and two, to know that having a simple conversation, like we said, addressing, okay, here we are. And then talking about it. One makes you feel better. I feel like it's therapeutic to chit chat about it.
1: Weird. It's weird. Yeah. I got, it, it. It's just weight off your chest. It, I didn't expect that, but yeah, it absolutely is. So.
0: Yeah. If it, it feels pretty good. Okay. So I asked people, um, if they had any questions for you and every one of them worded differently but they all wanted to know what coping strategies you used so like what are some things that help you particularly so I want to start with the intrusive thoughts what helps sure. you with that and then let's go into like um like the cleaning was one that you addressed so how do you address that
1: so okay um intrusive or how to cope with it man that's a slippery slope there's I have tried A lot of different ways. And so um, the before I knew what I had before, you know, before it would be sleep. Right. I would just be like, okay, I just want to sleep because I can forget the day and I can go to bed and and then you can turn to to alcohol. Okay, well, I can drink a little bit, you know, slow my mind down. I can go to sleep. But that doesn't that doesn't work. That's it. That just opens up the whole different door for different problems. Um, so what I found is best is, and this is where it gets tricky. This is where OCD really is a booger is physical activity is the number one, right? It's weird that it is, but like, for me, it's weird. Um, I don't work out a whole lot. I I really should, but physical activity and eating right. And and my wife is huge on this is it putting good fuel in your body and treating your body right will help your mind a hundred percent. I'm confident of that. But where OCD comes in and you're fighting in your brain all day, it wears you out so bad that it, you lose all kinds of motivation and desire to go do anything physical. Like you, all you want to do is just sit down and just watch TV or something to just get your brain off it. So, um, that can be really challenging. And for me, it really has been like super hard to, to, to be disciplined, uh, to go do that. So, um, so there's, but, but there are other coping mechanisms, right? So number one would always, always, always be working out and eating right. If you do that, it's going to help hundred percent of the time. Um, but also, you know, uh, talking, talking to folks, not internalizing it all and being just completely stoked. Like I was so closed off to everybody. Like my brother Lucas didn't know I had OCD. Like n- nobody knew I had OCD. And I just kept it quiet, kept it quiet, kept it quiet. When I started to talk about it a little bit, man, it really just changed a lot. It really ended up getting out there and and it made me feel, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. So talking about it and um, eating right, my faith has been everything, everything for me. So prayer works and I, you know, you know, I know this isn't a, um, uh, uh, Platform to try to get people to become Christians, and I get that. But for me, my relationship with Christ has been what saved me, um, and literally has saved me. Uh, so um, that has been a good thing. And then again, focusing on in medication, but also focusing on um, focusing on um, the good, looking for the good. What's up, Henry?
0: We were uh, just talking about you.
1: Yeah, man. Hey, you. You, Henry is. I'll tell you this. I told him I was coming on, on this show, um, on this, um, platform. And I was like, man, Henry, um, you know, I'm going to talk about OCD and anxiety. And, and I want to tell you that, uh, um, you know, you're a reason for me wanting to do some of this. And, and, but I won't say anything about, about you. I won't bring your name up. I don't want you to. And he was like, dad, I want you to, I want you to talk about, about that because it can help someone. And I was like, oh man, like, yeah. My dude is is a legit good human being. So love that, you both. Liter-
0: that literally makes me teary. That is, yeah. Um, yeah, I I have had close, close family members struggle with a lot of things. And the last thing they would ever do would be admit it. And so, <laughs> again, I want to harp on the fact that as a father, just seeing you with your kids, um, showing up for them the way that you did, um, and even hopping on here, sharing that you want to help them out. You want to help yourself out, which I know you said earlier, you didn't necessarily do it, you know, cause of them, you did it for you, but in the end it really is for them. Um, and I just think that is so brave and you don't see it that way. I know that, but it really is. Um, so I'm, yeah, just, I have more respect for you as I did than I did before, which I had a wow. ton of-
1: I appreciate that and 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 my biggest the the number one thing is keep doing what you're doing because and i'll tell you this this is cool this is a cool little story so when i was in Allie and i were um in northwest arkansas we lived up there and there was a a guy there in our, our sunday school and class and he talked a lot about ocd and this is before i knew anything about ocd and he dealt with intrusive thoughts and he dealt with and intrusive thoughts that really, um, uh, focused on his faith. And it, I saw that dude struggle so hard. And I remember thinking, man, that poor guy, that, that sucks. That poor guy, poor guy. And I didn't really think much about it, but he was open and he talked about it and he talked about it and he talked about it. And it wasn't long after that, that I kind of, you know, I didn't think I, I still didn't think I had, OC. I didn't know it. I didn't talk to him about it. Didn't get in you know, other than what he prayed, you know, his prayer requests. And then um, when I figured out OCD and what it was, and then I had it, I was like, man, that dude was so brave just to talk about it. And because I wasn't, I wouldn't say a word about it. And so I reached out to him and this has been years, you know, several years ago, I reached out to him a couple of weeks ago. uh, And I was like, man, I just want to let you know, we hadn't talked in like five years, probably six years. And I reached out and I was like, man, I wanted you to know that at the time I didn't really get it, but you really had an impact on me and, and you just being brave enough to talk about it like that that was a huge deal and I didn't know it at the time but um but man it really really has um had a huge effect on me and he was like oh man I'm so glad it helped and all that good stuff and so I think it was an encouragement to him but yeah so one person saying talking about it I think can really just start a springboard of people being like okay I got this crappy thing but so do other people we can fight together
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we did. um, Not that long ago, a few weeks ago, I did one on eating disorders. And, you know, I I honestly hadn't thought about mental health and eating disorders because it wasn't something I've struggled with. Um, And somebody reached out wanting to share their story. And I had so much feedback from people and their kids and just all these things. So it's just so cool. like said, being brave and standing up. I would love to do one, you know, uh, somebody commented about religious and OCD. I would love to do one discussing religion and mental health and things like that, but that's a whole other conversation, but I I am huge on that as well. I think um, my faith is a huge player in my game and just keeping my head on straight. I think reading a devotional every morning is big for me. It just kind of starts my mind off uh, on the right page, but for me, it took researching and really, delving deep into my religion learning more about it to make it like a platform for me like to make it something that okay this is cool like this will help keep me centered now i will say praying makes me feel better but it doesn't like it's not like a end-all fix-all oh yeah. yeah i think a lot of people get that mixed up like listen i've prayed about it for five years and it's not gone away well it's not like a magic potion that you drink and i've also seen the opposite side i've seen religious people argue that you don't have anxiety if you're christian
1: yeah Uh, so i'm a yeah i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt but one of my uh kids told me the other day they said uh me that um uh, someone someone in class had said something about anxiety and and uh the teacher said well you know back in back when my kids were growing up nobody had anxiety this wasn't something this is all people just need to just buck up or something along those lines and i man that fired me up cuz i was thinking you know everybody has okay 99% of the world probably is has some form of anxiety it's an umbrella thing that affects so many people and people back then had it too. That's probably why the world is kind of messed up as it is because nobody would talk about it and people were made to feel weird about it. And so back to the faith is, you know, it can feel so hopeless. Like you can just feel so lonely and just no hope for your life, no hope for anything that you are just completely alone, completely in a, in a dark room in a fight for your, and, and you're losing that fight. But for me, the, um, the my faith has given me hope right so i've i've got hope in in christ and and for me that is everything right so i know that we live in a sinful world in a fallen world with problems but um but for me i know that hey okay this is temporary and there's hope for um for after this so that's been a big thing for me and like like what you're saying you know prayer it's funny because again ocd you 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 say you compulsive and you repeat things a billion times and you play scenarios over in your mind over and over and over. And I've done that with prayer, like in the middle of praying, like talking to God, I've been like repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. Did I do this? Did I do this? Then you think something wrong and you think something bad. And it's just like prayer is amazing and it's great, but it is not like a magic pill. That's just okay. Everything's fine. Like you could be a Christian and be up against a lot of fights. So
0: 100%. Oh, Absolutely. absolutely. Um, honestly, and I've talked about this as, as well. I feel like I'm a, a, a Christian and we could go on about this for days, but like the 2016, everything got swept out from underneath me. I was mad. I hated people. Honestly, um, I thought everyone was selfish because I kept it all to myself. I didn't want to be a burden and nobody checked in on me. And I thought, well, forget y'all. I checked in on y'all. Um, And so I was super upset. Well, it turns out years later, I realized, uh, okay, well, I was the problem because once I kind of focused outward a little bit on the problem, I realized I was the problem. And Mm -hmm. since then, since I'm opened up and done this, you're not alone series, I've had a huge like recognition of what's the point of having a story and struggling if you're not going to share it. And so it's Mm -hmm. almost like I went through all of that and now look where it's brought me. Now not saying that I would go through all of that again, necessarily, but who's yeah. to say it didn't happen to help share it, to help other people out. But yeah, I definitely definitely did my share of praying and things like that. And it is helpful. But yes, there's a huge conversation we could have about it. But I'm the same way. I think faith is one of my biggest um coping mechanisms, you could almost say.
1: Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. Uh same same here. And in- I could not agree more on that.
0: Okay. So you were talking about um, how you have a lot of guilt and it plays part in your relationship. So let's take that as a partner, um, a friend, a family member, when you're having those struggles, what's some advice for them? What's something they could do to help ease your mind?
1: Well, that's a tough one. Um, So yeah, like you have to, I think most people, if not all all people would know what's them and what's not them. Right. First identifying that. Right. So, okay, this is real or this is an OCD thought. Right. And that once I can figure that out, it helped tremendous. Now I didn't just solve everything. Everything wasn't just, Oh, you know, great. Um, But it's identifying, okay, this is an actual thought. This is my thought or, and this is an intrusive thought from OCD. Once you can separate those two and you know, OK, I know I'm fighting OCD and this is an intrusive thought, it gets significantly easier to take it and change the channel. Right. Changing the channel is something that is that's just something I do. Right. OK. Change the channel. Done. Moved on. And so if the intrusive thought comes back or if the guilt comes back, change the channel, just change the channel. And that can be exhausting and it can be like crazy on, um, on, on your body. But that's, that's what works for me is, is identifying, okay, this is not real. This is not a, a, a reasonable, normal thing. This is just OCD in trying to, trying to trick me not today. And then, and then I move on and eventually you do that enough and you don't give into it and you don't feed into it and, and, and confess everything over and over and over. And you don't, don't give it the life it does tend to be easier so um i would say as hard as it is and and i'm like i'm laughing because i know it is like having a whole thing of french fries there and not trying one it is hard as crap to not give into it and so if you can identify the thought and not give into it that is the key that that right there is ocd if you cannot give into it then the next time gets a little bit easier and it never goes away but it gets easier and easier and easier so now if i have some kind of guilt or an intrus- intrusive thought i would say most of the time and i think Ali would back me up on this i went from saying uh and i even as a kid i would confess a million things i did wrong that i thought i did wrong but now it's gone down significantly to where i know it's an ocd thought and it's gone, you know? And then, yeah. So that's what my thing is identify it and, um, identify it and then, um, realize it's OCD and just change the channel.
0: Yeah. So what about Allie? Like in those moments, if she can sense you going through something, what's the best thing she can do? Like, uh, physical touch, talk you down, reassure you, just leave you be.
1: So I think she used to, (laughs) she used to say, Keith, what you thinking about? And I'd be like, oh man. <laughs> okay. So the last two minutes I've had nine million thoughts, and here they are. And and if I didn't say them just right, I would feel bad and I'd have to tell. Oh, and I also thought this. And I also thought this. And I also thought this. So she's she's learned not to ask me what I'm thinking because that just opens up a whole, a whole mess of things. But um and, and I think we've kind of went through that thing where she would be it's okay. You can tell me, or you can say, it's okay. I'm here for you. And I, and that was done out of love and, and just being a good wife and a good person. But I think she, she learned fairly early on to turn that into don't be in an, and not that she was an enabler, but don't enable that or don't, don't feed into that. And she, now she's gone. Or she'll, like if she knows I'm struggling with something, she's like, Keith, you're fine. It's fine. Don't tell me it's all good. And so that, releases you from okay now i don't feel so bad and so that has been a big thing is to is to um it's number one don't ask them what they're thinking because that that just that sucks number two is don't enable it don't be the tell me everything tell me everything tell me everything. It's, you're fine you're okay and move on that's that's yeah. been the big thing for us
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, so nonchalantly, I feel like people all the time, even myself, I'm sure at some point they're like, oh, my OCD's kicking in. Oh, I'm so OCD. And obviously they don't really mean it. Like the actual diagnosis, I think it's 3 million Americans have an actual diagnosis or the actual tendencies of OCD, but it's overused in conversation. When you hear people do that, does it bother you a little bit? Or are you like, ah, oh, whatever? Now, or, now, no I, you really don't
1: yeah now I kind of like I, it just depends in the conversation so now I tend to laugh about it because I'm like you have no idea like not even but but I think at what first yeah it did bother me um and uh I had a uh one time I heard somebody at our at our church was like talking about OCD and they're like and you know it's kind of a blessing to have OCD because your house is clean and and things are this way. And I was like, and I just started laughing. I was like, Oh man, a blessing to have a no, but to be fair, you know, I consider it now kind of a blessing because if my kids have it, then I know what they're fighting and I can be in their corner and back them up. So for me now, I kind of feel like it is a blessing just because I can help others. But at the time, boy, it sure didn't, it didn't feel like one. So it doesn't really bother me because I know people, most people aren't like, trying to hurt people's feelings or be offensive they just everybody says stupid stuff and I'm boy I see a lot of stupid things so I'd be a hater mad at somebody for that
0: yeah I think they call it a hypocrite
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that uh, if I got mad at somebody for saying OCD then I would be a big time hypocrite because yeah
0: oh gosh absolutely a thousand percent um yeah so in conclusion OCD Um, It affects millions of millions of people. Uh, The definition, did you find a different one than me? The one I found was it's a disorder characterized basically by overwhelming, intrusive, obsessive thoughts and compulsions.
1: Yep. No, that's it.
0: it. So finding more and more research. So OCD is one of those mental health issues that, um, is super complex so they haven't quite figured out it can be trauma based so it can start at a certain age because a certain traumatic experience or it could start from genetics which we talked about earlier so um, if your parents or grandparents or something had that trait, it could have been passed down. So it's kind of one of those super complicated things. However, I'm so excited to hear your side of it because I myself do not have a diagnosis of OCD. I don't struggle with that. I think everybody has a little tendency of it, but I don't have like diagnosis. Um, So it's so exciting to hear your side and to address it and to let people know that there is hope in that struggle
1: yeah absolutely and and you take OCD as a side and and like I said before um most if not everybody has some form of anxiety I mean we live in a crazy time so much stimulus so much information and and just it's just a bizarre bizarre world and it's a fallen world so everybody's got something they're battling and so that the biggest thing and the biggest takeaway that I've learned um is that you're not alone like that's it you are not alone in that you look look to the person next to you they probably are fighting something too and so if we start being okay and open and talking about it think think could really do some good and um and i know it has for me uh once i started talking about it and and not being afraid to just what people thought about me or anything like that, once i gave all that up man it just it really gives you tools to fight and and makes your life and, and your quality of life so much better and and yeah so just anybody who listens to this just you're not alone call me or look me up on whatever I will help and talk to you anytime day or night
0: I love it I love it Keith thank you so so much for joining me I loved it. I feel like I could talk to you, to you all evening
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: and- I feel like like I said we could do a whole different subject on Christianity and mental health like I just, it's been a huge structure for me. I feel like you as well. And it is okay to have struggles. Like I just want people to know, kind of like you said, it's okay. It's okay. We all have them. And
1: yeah. And anytime you want to talk, you let me know because it's fun and if it can help somebody, that's great. Um, And Christians are far, far from perfect. We struggle with everything just like everybody else. And, and, and so it, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're not going to have freaking crazy fights. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, good way to word it for sure. Keith, it has yes, been a pl- Truly, truly. Uh, Allie, I'm going to repeat this. You can go back and watch this later. But I respect Keith so much. I already did before tonight, but more tonight. Without you even being there before I met you, he spoke nothing but high things about you respectful you and Lucas so oh my gosh so respectful to their wives and their children um, and for me it is so nice to see uh, people like that um, men or women just being so respectful to speak highly of everyone that they've met especially their family members so to know that a dad can be that great puts so much hope in me so thank you for that and Allie thanks for putting up with me
1: yeah yeah, that's the big one right there hey
0: <laughs> all right. well have a good evening thanks for taking time
1: oh yeah anytime and um i'm just looking forward to our next acting gig together we got to get another short
0: film in i'm ready i'm ready anytime all right take care all right see you later have a good evening keith you too. if you're looking to buy or sell i have the perfect realty company for you Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. And they understand that buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. That's why their team of highly seasoned real estate professionals is dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized services for all their clients. They truly take great pride in the relationships they build, and they always work relentlessly on the client's behalf to help them achieve their perfect real estate goals. They always have the client in mind, and I can speak firsthand when I say how reliable, trustworthy, and quick they were. When I was looking to buy my first home, they were there with me every step of the way, answering every question I could think of. They showed me a great amount of knowledge. And patience through the process. It's no wonder they've won so many awards for their outstanding services and their excellent relationships with clients. So if you're looking to buy or sell, there is no better option than Clark & Co Realty. Okay, here's the best advice you're gonna get today. If you're driving through Conway, Arkansas, swing by Cross Creek Sandwich Shop. Honestly, talking about this sandwich store is making my mouth water. My personal favorites, the turkey bacon wrap and I can't leave without buying their homemade strawberry cookie. If you haven't tried these, you are missing out. Now they have all different options for sandwiches, wraps, salads, desserts, soups, so swing by, I promise you'll thank me. If you enjoyed this conversation and are interested in becoming a sponsor, feel free to shoot me an email at townsendtmusic at hotmail.com or shoot me a message on any social media platform at Townsend T Music for more information. I would love for you to become a member to help spread awareness that you're not alone. Show me home.